Live from the Vegas Strip Gentlemen's Club, the home of Filth Fest, a degenerate comedy experience, this is the Thank You For Your Service podcast. I am your host, comedian, retired professional warfighter, lover of Asian massage parlors, lover of women's feet, purveyor of adult entertainment establishments, also known as Strip Club. Jason motherfucking Vest, how is everybody doing today? It's been a minute since I have made a podcast, and I'm sorry, Daddy's had the ADDs. My ADD has been bad. But I've been getting help, and I'm back on track, and I'm, I'm here at the Vegas Strip Gentlemen's Club helping out with a two-live crew concert. That's pretty exciting. But I have a special guest with me on the podcast. This is my first podcast guest. This is also the first person that I ever met while doing stand-up comedy. This was the numero uno, my comedy day one. He is a stand-up comedian. He is a lover of strip clubs. He has yet to get a hand job at the Asian massage parlor, but he is also, he is, he is the third place winner of the prettiest butthole in Michigan competition, Ronnie Rohrbeck. Welcome to the Thank You For Your Service podcast. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. It's going to be a fun podcast. It's going to be a fun podcast, Ronnie. And Ronnie, I've helped, so I don't have any children of my own. I'm 45 years old and I didn't breed because I hate fucking kids. I'm pretty confident that my semen doesn't work because daddy don't like condoms. I spit up in a bitch. I've been spitting up in bitches. I have never actually worn a condom a day in my life. Ronnie, I've never done that, man. Really? You I've haven't? never worn a condom. I don't believe in condoms. They don't exist. <laughs> I think uh, I think STDs are a myth. I've never got one. <laughs> never got an STD, thankfully. And I've never worn a condom, so I think condoms, they're not real. So you're one of those people that automatically was born with a latex allergy. I was born with a fucking latex allergy. When I go get when I go get some pussy at the Asian massage parlor, I'm always telling Mama San that I have a latex allergy, even when I don't, because the chances for a bareback experience are increased by fifty percent. Because it's a, like because it's a disabled ability, does that mean there's like no upcharge then? Well, typically Mama San does not have the supplies on hand to handle someone with a latex allergy. <laughs> so you just kinda luck out and they'll offer you the bareback bareback experience for free or at a discount. That is incredible. Yeah, and one of the things like for the viewers don't know is every major event in Ronnie's life, adult event, I've taken him to. I took Ronnie to his first strip club. I remember that day so well. I remember we passed like a very like nice strip club and you're like, you see that, Ronnie? That is a strip club. And you're like, you know what? That's what you aim to go for. And I'm like, are we going there? And he goes, no, we're going to this hole in the wall. And he pointed right down the street and there was one. This thing had one working light in the building. <laughs> it was called Bogarts in Inkster, Michigan. And what was the first thing we saw, Ronnie, when we pulled into the parking lot? We got out of the car, and the first thing I saw was a guy getting a blowjob from a stripper in a car. <laughs> and it was broad daylight. This wasn't like, this was like seven in the afternoon. The sun was still out. And a man was getting a blowjob during the day in the parking lot of the strip club. Quite honestly, I respect that, though. Uh, I do. And that, so that was Ronnie's introduction to his first strip club as a motherfucker getting ahead in the parking lot. And uh, I was excited for you, man. What else happened? We got into the strip club, and what did you see? 
Uh, I saw a lot of C-section scars. Um, couple good pairs of titties. I'm not gonna lie, there were some good. It was like it was honestly sifting for like gold. There's gonna be some diamonds in the rough, but like you just gotta be patient with it. That's why I love nasty strip clubs. Like I lick the shit out of strippers' gunshot wound. Daddy don't give a fuck. I love nasty strip clubs, man. I like, you know, I don't like, I like the all nude strip clubs are okay, but man, I don't want to see your nasty axe wound looking pussy, bitch. I don't want to see that shit, you know? No, there's some that look like they just fought Mike Tyson. Some pussies look like a bomb went off in that motherfucker, right? Like, I don't want to see a nasty smashed roast beef punch lasagna looking fucking pussy. I don't. No. But I love looking at titties and that's one of my favorite things to look at. But when we went to Bogart's, I paid probably the largest stripper ever. She was about 400 pounds to put her titties in Ronnie's face. Yeah, and that is true. Honestly, that was the best $5 ever. Honestly, you can't even get a hot and ready pizza for that price anymore. So that's honestly the best deal in America right now is titties in the face for $5. And the way you looked at that stripper's titties, I thought you were going to breastfeed, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. Ronnie was like... (laughs) I really did because here's the thing. I'm not that tall. So like even if any milk, I hope it can just get me a little bit taller. You, I mean, that, that... that bitch's nipples look like fried bologna, and you looked at them, you were just like, ma, 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 ma. Reminded you back in the days in Guatemala sucking on titty. Dude, I, yeah, no, it kind of did remind me of that. But I mean, what the only difference was they were more deflated because they were malnourished. Yeah, but you know what, man? You sucked on some malnourished Guatemalan titty, and I've never done that before, so... Thank you for your service, Ronnie. You're welcome. So one of the things that Ronnie did is he also competed in the prettiest butthole in Michigan competition, and he won third place. Ronnie, let's talk about that experience a little bit. That was a amazing experience. Honestly, top 10 nights of my life. <laughs> it really is, hands down. Honestly, I can even go further and say it was even one of the top five nights of my life. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. When I invited you to the butthole competition, I had full intention of getting you to show your butthole to 600 people. It was the plan the whole time. I'm like, all I need to do is get this motherfucker to the butthole competition, get a little bit of weed in him, and he's going to show his butthole to over 600 people. Yeah, I know. I kind of figured I mean, you've got porn star fans now. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, it's honestly been so fun. And it really, like, you don't realize, like, when you're doing something like that, the confidence that it brings after, you can can tell me anything and I won't bat an eye anymore. I have the confidence of a king. The goddamn champion. And the only thing that I regret during the competition is, okay, you had cerebral palsy. You are obviously the disabled contestant and there weren't any like special needs accommodations made for you. So when you spread your cheeks, man, I want to apologize. I feel real bad that I didn't use my free hand and open up <laughs> your other cheek. Cause if we would have done that, they would have seen the whole picture and you probably would have won. Honestly. Yeah. I think that spoke count would have went up a little bit more. Yeah. They couldn't get up in there and see all them spokes. And I feel bad about it because like you used your one good arm to bend over and show your butthole. And I'm like, man, my man needs like a handicap hand or something he needs like a stunt hand to well, here's pull his the thing. cheek apart here's the thing like i'm honestly not 
not upset that I came in third place because, like, the people I lost to, like, I really should have lost to. And, like, I came in third place all natural. I didn't know I was going to be in this until five minutes before it started. Yeah, Ronnie was in the natural division. There were some people that prepared their butthole, and the only thing Ronnie did is wipe his ass because we had pizza for lunch. That was all he did to prepare for the butthole competition, and he placed third. Dream big, motherfuckers. Dream big. Dream big. <laughs> I, You know, out of that whole night, though, the one thing I do wonder is whatever happened to that guy who came in with the butt plug and then, like, kind of disappeared throughout after the first round. So what happened was is the guy showed up. His name was Porkchop. And the, guy sh- the man showed up to the butthole competition with a butt plug a barbecue grill and a motherfucking pit bull. I <laughs> remember he had that pit bull oh on a chain. Oh my goodness, I forgot he had the pit bull outside. Can you say you're from Lansing, Michigan if you don't show up with a fucking pit bull to a damn butthole competition? <laughs> Dude, it's just an emergency support pit bull. But the guy had a butt plug in. He had a butt plug in the whole time and as he was dancing, his butt plug fell out and landed in my glass of Diet Sprite. Is that what happened? Yeah, and I needed that to happen because it was so hot in that bitch because there were 600 people. It, the butthole was packed. It leaked and uh, it, or my ice melted and that butt plug cooled my glass of Diet Sprite and I, I gulped that shit. Dude, I've, I remember being on stage. It was so hot on that stage. I felt like a greasy pig after, dude. I just fucking... <laughs> you, could, you touched me and I'm just sliding across the stage. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, too, because all these dudes came from all over the country and they thought they were going to see women's buttholes and they saw cerebral palsy Guatemalan adopted butthole from Utica, Michigan. Dude, the fact that there was people lined up around the whole building to get in there is crazy. <laughs> there was. There was people lined up around the building. I've never seen that. The butthole was packed. The, honestly, the, the people who probably had the most fun from what I saw was like when couples came in and like when the females found out there was more males than females in the competition, their eyes lit up because that was every guy's worst nightmare. Well, it's like, I mean, I don't know. Some people like the dudes were weird because they were like, dude, my wife going to win this shit. You got to see your buttholes beautiful. Man, I've been married for 17 years and I've never once seen my wife's butthole. But she's seen yours. She's seen mine. I got nine spokes. What, how many spokes you got? I think I was at like eight spokes, if I remember right. Okay, so nine plus 18 is what? Nine, 18. Wait, nine plus 18? Motherfucker, you got a GED? Yeah, I did get a GED. Uh, <laughs> but not nine plus 18. It's 17. Seven, no, wait, what? Okay, nine, nine plus, plus nine is 18. Yeah, that would be 17. You said nine plus 18. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. All yeah. Right. But no, so we've got 17 spokes between us, all right? Yeah. I've got nine spokes. You have eight spokes. That makes... 17 spokes. 17 spokes. Yes, you go. There we go. We both suck at math, all right? I joined the military. I didn't join the military because I was smart. It's not what happened. That's not what I joined the military because I'm smart, man. But I love being back at the Vegas Strip Gentlemen's Club in Battle Creek, Michigan. This is actually, Ronnie, one of the first strip clubs I ever went to when it was known as a, under a different name called the Kitty Cat Club. Really? Yeah, I used to come to this strip club all the time, and I used to hang out with this dude that used to sell used lingerie to coked-out strippers at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to lie, after you telling me this, being in here for like as long as we have, 
I would never have guessed because this is probably the nicest strip club I've ever been in. It was not always that nice. And man, we used to come in here and my boy Big Mike would sell like used lingerie and used heels and sometimes used sex toys to these coked out strippers mm-hmm. at three o'clock in the morning. And the motherfucker was making deals and slinging heels with some dusty bitches in that <laughs> big Michigan mug. You know what I mean? I mean, a hustle's a hustle at that point. It is, man. And like, but it was funny because like Big Mike was a big black dude, right? He's a yeah. big black dude. He liked country music, listened to the Dixie Chicks and wore flip-flops year-round in the winter. Oh my goodness, that's a real man right there. I know. Any motherfucker that wears seasonal footwear year-round in Michigan is a monster and you should be warned. Stay away from that man. But that was like Big Mike did karate, and that's what he like taught me how to do karate. And he would always wear flip flops because he said his bare the bottoms of his feet were like crusty, and he fuck a bitch up with his grass. Like if he like, kicked you and shit, and he would use his feet as weapons, man. What's he trying to do? Kick you with the Sahara Desert? I don't know, man. That motherfucker's feet, and it looked like he walked across the valley of the shadow of death, man. The motherfucker's feet were crusty. He looked like he was like walking on hot coals all the time, and he wore flip flops year round, and he had them nasty yellow toenails. But if you got a kick to the face from Big Mike, he gonna break your fucking nose, dude. Yeah, with nasty toenails like that, you probably get, like, an infection the moment it broke skin. I don't know, man, <laughs> but he always has some nasty toenails, and he would get into fights all the time. He'd kick them flip-flops off and just start fucking motherfuckers up with them fucked-out, fungusy feet, dude. Singing, he would sing Dixie Chick, like, cowboy, take me away, motherfucker, and then he would just, like, high-kick that shit. God damn. Was he nailing it on beat? On beat, dude. That's impressive. And he liked white women, right? So when we were recruiters here, I was a recruiter here in Battle Creek, Michigan at the military base down the road. Yeah. Right? So I was down the road and uh, we would hang out and he'd be like, yo, hey, I uh, I want to get some white pussy. Do you know any white women that are down for that? And I'm like, man, I don't know any white bitches that do that. I'm sorry. I don't. And he's like, man, I really want to get some white pussy. So I took pictures off of Big Mike's Facebook page. And I use them to catfish white women on the internet no. to try to find my boy some pussy. I did. I did, man. And it was just funny. Like, I woke up the next day and I had 300 messages from different white women like, Daddy, come over here, King. I want to suck that big, I want to suck that big dick, Daddy. Come put a baby in me, Daddy. Now, I was started, I dated on the internet. I was a serial internet dater, right? Like, yeah. I met my wife on Match.com. I, I, I played a little bit around on Tinder, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Never really messed around with any of the other dating sites, but I found I, I got some pussy, online pussy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've crushed some online hoes in my day. At least, at least 15 online hoes in my day, right? And 15 online hoes, and never once have I ever had a bitch message me for the first time and say, put a baby in me. That is insane. That doesn't happen for white dudes, and that doesn't happen for dudes like that. And I immediately got jealous of black dudes, man, I did. Honestly, I would be jealous too. Like, to hear that, that means that, like, you're the top of the list. Yeah, it's like, I want a bitch to message me on Plenty of Fish and be like, hey, Jason, put a baby in me, daddy. Put a baby in me, king. But they're not doing that. They're not. Do I look like I would be someone's king? Do I? Do I look like some bitch would call me a king? I mean, maybe if this was like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, king of premature ejaculation, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm wearing a butthole whisperer shirt, all right? I'm, I'm 45 years old. I served 20 years in the military, and I get my Viagra from the Department of Veterans Affairs, okay? It gets me. The Department of Veterans Affairs sends me three Viagra tablets a month. 
Only three? Only three. I'm so thankful that my military service equates and my time in Iraq, Iraq only equates to three hard-ons a month. That's all I get. Three hard-ons a month from the government. Donald Trump said he's going to give us ten. That's only 36 yeah. times a year. That's 36 times. That's 36 boners a year. That's all you get for serving your country is 30. And maybe there's people more messed up with me and maybe they get 15, 20 boners a month. But right now, I'm on the three boner a month plan from the Department of Veterans Affairs. That's where I get my Viagra. Really? Yeah. You know what? Honestly, like if I was in the military and like I got my dick blown off, I would automatically want like unlimited Viagra. If you got your dick blown off in combat, motherfucker, I mean, first off, you're going to have to get a stunt dick or a prosthetic dick. You're going to have to get something or like one of them inflatable dicks that you pump up or some shit like that, man. I don't know. I don't know. But let's get back to my... We got off topic. We got to get back to Big Mike, right, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Big Mike, he would like... I would I would find women for him online. I find white women for him online, but then it became like an obsession because I got jealous because these women are just all over me. So my wife caught me with black dicks on my phone. No, really? Yeah, she did. She caught me with black dicks on my phone. And she's like, man, why you got 10 black dicks on your phone, motherfucker? Why? And I'm like, bitch, I can't send them my dick. <laughs> I mean, look at me. That ain't even Hispanic. No. And my dick tone's kind of dark. Like, my dark, my dick is... A lot darker. I look... My you, dick can pass for Hispanic. If you only saw my dick, you'd think that was a Hispanic dick. We'd have to send you in the woods for at least about a month, and then you might be able to come back. <laughs> like, you would have to do, like, one of those naked and afraids for, like, at least a, half, a month and a half and do, like, no shower. Maybe you could get away with one. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. But it was funny. But then when it was all over with, you know, I stopped doing it. My wife got matches. You can't be catfishing these white bitches on the internet with, like, other black dudes' dicks. You can't do that anymore. So uh, I just gave Big Mike all these contact information. And, and it just, it's funny, man. It's like Big Mike, right? Big Mike like white women. Big Mike met a big white girl at Green's Tavern in Battle Creek, Michigan. And you know what he got that bitch to do for him? What? Buy him a damn trailer. No. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, Big Mike comes up. He's like, yo, I got this big white bitch to give me her trailer. This man got a whole ass house. His man got this white woman to give him a whole ass house. White bitches do not do that shit for white men. Oh my no. goodness. No. Big Mike laid it down to a big white bitch that he picked up drunk on hip hop night at Green's Tavern in Battle Creek, Michigan. And that bitch gave him her trailer. That is insane. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. And I got a lot of like funny Big Mike stories like that, but that's just kind of like the paraphrase, you know, Big Mike, he sold lingerie to strippers, he taught karate, kidnapped a Korean woman. That's, oh my god. Yeah, Big Mike kidnapped a Korean woman, dude. It was crazy. Like one day he called me up and he's like, hey, I can't teach you karate anymore. I'm going to Korea and I'm going to be studying the rarest form of karate on this mountaintop and you're not going to be able to go with me, man. I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm going to take a break. So I'm thinking, wow, this dude's like taking leave from the military, going to Korea to study karate. All right. That don't make a lot of sense, but whatever, you know. And then like six weeks go by. He calls me up. He's like, yo, let's meet at the Mongolian barbecue. I'm like, okay, we'll go to the Mongolian barbecue. And he's got this Korean woman with him. And she doesn't even look like she speaks English, right? I'm like, Mike, who's this? And he was like, yo, this is Suki Chow, and she lives here now. 
No rhymed. way. He rhymed when he said it. And I'm like, and I'm like, this motherfucker guy's a mail order bride from Korea. He didn't go to study any karate on a damn mountaintop. And I'm like, hi, my name is Jason. And you know what she said to me? What? She didn't speak any fucking English. Dude, oh my goodness. So he went out there, fucked one right from the fields, and brought her right back here. A mail order bride or something. And then like a couple weeks go by after that. And he calls me up and he's like, yo, man, can you do me this favor? I need you to take Suki some food at my secret hideout. Now, who has a secret hideout, right? And Big Mike's secret hideout with this like dirty trailer, like motorhome that he kept at this petting zoo, like campground. And it was a campground that had a petting zoo on it. Wait, he had a petting zoo? He had his trailer at a campground. At a, at, on a campground that had a petting zoo, and he called it his secret hideout. So he was like, "Yo, go take Suki, Suki some food at my secret hideout." So I drive out the middle of nowhere, dodging the llamas and the fucking goats and shit, and I knock on the trailer door, and this Korean bitch comes running out, and she's like, "Big Mike, kidnap me!" No way. Yeah, she's like, "He keeps me out here for weeks. I didn't have any food. Take me to the airport. Everything, man." Oh my goodness, what'd you do? And I tell people in the content, like, I took her to the airport, but I didn't. I left that bitch out of the <laughs> fucking trailer, dude. Big Mike is scary, and I never talked to Big Mike again after that. No, I wouldn't either, No, man. no, and I mean, every, you know, it's funny, when I tell the story on the internet, I'm like, I gave Suki a ride to the airport, but now I left that bitch. I turned around, and I got the fuck out of there. This dude was a monster. Yeah, no, I no, I really, I I wouldn't do that. I reported it like I told people I worked with. I'm like, hey, he's got this Korean woman at the camper. Like I didn't just not say anything, but I walked away from the situation and I did not help her escape back to Korea. And I kind of feel bad about it, but I have to look out for myself too. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I wouldn't want to die. I know I wouldn't want to die at all. No, not one bit. But this week's thank you. And okay, everybody knows. I messed that up, all right? We're going to like, I'm not even going to edit that out, people, because I'm new at podcasting and I'm just trying to figure this out. So if this podcast seems all over the place, it's my third one. But this week's Celebrity Foot Crush of the Week is Tia Maori. Oh. Do you know what she's from, Ronnie? Uh, sister, sister, isn't sister, that? sister, Tia and Tamara. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. That's like my childhood. And now this is not typical for me. All right. And typically I like perfect symmetry. I like perfect feet. I like perfect toes. The example, BB Rex, I suck the shit out of all 10 of BB Rex's toes. Snooky, believe it or not, Snooky's got amazing feet. I suck the shit out of Snooky toes too. But. Tia Maori has, Maori has some damn bunions, man. She does. Really? She has, I've never looked at oh, anyone's Oh, yeah. Feet. I creep on her. Go to WikiFeed. If you go to Tia's WikiFeed, you're going to see them bunions. But I don't care because they're beautiful. I named her bunion Billy. Billy the bunion. I sucked the shit out of Billy the bunion. <laughs> Tia, you keep rocking those bunion-y feet, and I'll keep admiring. Thank you for being the thank you for your service celebrity foot crush of the week. <laughs> Ronnie, I had some fun today, didn't yes, you? Yes, very fun. This has been a very fun day. I know this is a wild ride, and this is all over the place. We've got the two live crew concert tonight, December 14th, at the Vegas Strip Gentlemen's Club in Battle Creek, Michigan. We have my first ever comedy experience. We got bitches 
amputee bitches lighting their stumps on fire. We got stand-up comedians. This is going to be fun. And not only do we have stand-up comedy, but while there is stand-up comedy, there will be strippers stripping right along next to the stand-up comedy. You can you can get some laughs and throw some ass at, at Filth Fest. We can. And whether you're throwing ass at a strip club or sucking toes on OnlyFans, Daddy still loves you all the same. From my heart and Ronnie's heart to yours, thank you for your service. There we go. That's a wrap.